By pressing play, you've been transported to Escape Velocity, where the random and ridiculous thoughts expressed here do not reflect the views of the store or the employees. There will be no apologies for the things said today by your hosts and their guests. With that being said, enjoy the experience. I don't think I'm gonna have to. I think we're just gonna you know go ahead and jump into today's episode. Word. Yeah, word. Yeah, let's do this. Shit How's then. it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Escaping Podcast, the best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means those moments waiting for a text back. They feel like years, but honestly, you're just being impatient. Or, like, those texts you know you're not going to get, but you're still like, maybe, wait, nah, she's seen the Snapchat. It's like when you're waiting for a potential guest of the show to text you back that he's yes. going to be there on time, and you yes. communicated about it, and then he doesn't show up or text you back. Mm, not It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes, like today. <laughs> All right, so today we are on part three of our Black History Month series. Last week we talked about DC Comics. The week before that we talked about Marvel Comics. This week we're getting into... Just pop culture and TV shows and movies as much as we can. As always, I am Daniel. Across from me is... Kills for Show, a.k.a. Don't Hate Emulate. <laughs> Great, yeah. Um, oh, you rhyme. I see what you did. Yeah, you saw yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I like, tried. You're like Pitbull. I'm trying. Mr., Mr. Kaye Ocho. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All day, 305 Miami. Shout out. And Michelle, who does not currently have a tagline. We're working on it. Yeah. yeah. The Kelsey's quiet one. going to write all mine for you. Yeah. <laughs> we could call you the whisper. And <laughs> joining us in place of who would be our host, you know him from Yo! Where the Caption's at, you've seen him in your dreams, you can't get rid of his face. He is Roscoe Tankoya. Oh, you ain't going to remind him that I was here for uh, episode one of Black History Month? I get to come back again, baby. I'm back. <laughs> hey, everybody. He's black and he's black. Dan, he's, I think you were just called out. I think I was. But you know what? At least that's, you got some call that's today. Instant, uh, <laughs> that's instant karma right there. Word. So uh, how are you guys doing today? Great. Good. Recovering. Yep. Recovering. Yeah, that's right. You just had a crazy weekend. Yeah. Tell us about that. From the coronavirus? Because then I need you to go. More oh, from no, that no. Modelo uh, stomach. Ah. More, f- more like the Blue <laughs> Ribbons virus. Or a Tecate oh. taint. <laughs> but, um, yeah. the, the, the Guinness shivers? Ooh. Wait, did you say Tecate taint? Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was yeah. alliteration. <laughs> but, um, nah, drunk more than expected. Got a year older. Bit more wiser. Saw people that I love and uh, got that. You got wiser over about. the weekend? Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. It, it can happen. It can. Sometimes you, you stay in watching Ken Burns documentaries all weekend, and then you're like, wow, yeah, that's well, how shoelaces are made. When you watch anime and it's new shit and it's physical. Yeah, you can just learn new shit. Because, <laughs> like they say, a smart man learns from his mistakes. A wise man Next learns from. Next birthday, you'll get that word. Oh wow! Damn, Michelle, I'm, try- I'm trying to get my shit off. <laughs> She's just practicing her levels. She's just getting her levels down. <laughs> but like they say, a smart man learns from his mistakes, and a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And Ross definitely learned from some mistakes that people were making this weekend. Yes, of course, me. I'm always <laughs> fucking up. But think, people don't think that because it's all funny. Be like, no, learn. Don't be me. Don't talk to these bitches. Live your life. They will disappoint you all the time. Don't oh, ever not take from Kelsey. Oh, Valentine's Day is the weekend of me knowing not to text nobody, listen to my emo music, and play video oh, games. Oh, no, I said don't take from Kelsey. Oh, like I wisdom. Mean, 
Oh, they, I've taken mad wisdom from Kelsey. People don't. That's why they keep making the same mistakes. <laughs> Whoa. The greatest wisdom I ever took from Kelsey is not to fight uh, parking meters. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are we talking like fighting a ticket from a parking meter no. or fighting a he physical parking meter? He literally, drunk as hell, hopped out the car and gave a parking meter a 30-hit combo. Hell yeah. Nedgy that shit. And we literally just pom- sat there and just like... Did you break both your hands? No. Nah. We literally sat there and said... I'm country Did strong. he really just punch this meter? Well, Kelsey drunk. Time <laughs> to go. Really? Like, we, we literally had a nice old drunk sit-down convo. He hops out the car, beats up the parking meter, hops back in the car. We said, Kelsey's drunk. Let's go. I'm concerned. Fight things, not people. Ah, fight some people. Ah, not their ladies. That's kind of disrespectful. You know what? Just be like Ava Braun. At home. Ava Braun? Yes. Yeah. I would have fought her. Well, unless she's like a super villain, but yes. besides that... We each picked a, a person of color who uh, influenced us growing up, or uh, as an adult, and we are going to talk about it a little bit today. But first, a disclaimer, as always, we get to record at Escape Velocity Comics, but that in no way, shape, or form means that our thoughts, our ideas, our opinions expressed here reflect that of the store, its owner, or any of you sexy, sexy customers. We just get to come in here, take off all of our clothes, get in front of a microphone, and talk to you. I have my clothes on. She doesn't. It's weird that she's lying to you. <laughs> it's weird that you lying to the people uh, because if they're smart, they'll be following us on Snapchat and Facebook <laughs> and Instagram, and they see the videos. Yeah. Those are the safe videos before we take off the kimono and get nasty. Yo, see, you can't be stealing Those my kimono. The- <laughs> <bit. You can't laughs> I've been that. saying that forever. Peek behind the kimono. It's like when you see behind the curtain. Exactly. I actually yeah, know about that. Was- <laughs> The Japanese process. Instead of having a Patreon, we have a fa- OnlyFans account. That's right. We each take hey, turns each hey, month. Hey, premiums, though, I put on those shoes. Feet <laughs> <laughs> sale. Yeah, eventually, all of uh, my manscaping bills will be paid for because it's a, you know, business expense. You know what? I was going to make a joke. I won't. <laughs> I appreciate that. So let's go ahead and jump into it today. Michelle, uh, start us off. Uh, who, who who did you pick for this one? I week? picked the great James Earl Jones for my first one. So James Earl Jones, you know, is famous for that soothing, deep voice. Can you give us a taste of that? Uh, I can try. Yes, I mean, please. I have a hard no, time. I, I got to yeah. hear it. James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I got it. Is he right? a Pokemon? You going to say his name? <laughs> you deliberately disobeyed me. Figure of authority. Use choke attack. <laughs> That's what he mainly plays, so I'll yes. say that. Yeah. Word. <laughs> wait, wait, what about, what about Field of Dreams? Well, yeah, okay. Nobody so count there, that. There are, yeah. I, I will always count Field of like Dreams. Like I said, nobody. If you build it, nobody. they will come. Nobody. If I get naked, no one will come. Nobody. It's kind of a go-to. Nobody thinks about that in the black community when it comes I know to James Earl Jones. Yeah. I don't know. I've been getting on black Twitter and showing my stuff. Zero retweets. Exactly. Zero comments. A <laughs> lot of thumbs down. Who, show, who who's <laughs> keeps sharing this meme of this churro? What is going on here? <laughs> so James Earl Jones, um, he was born and raised in Mississippi. Um, and like I said, he plays a lot of strong authority figures. Okay. Uh, majority of the time. You have Conan the Barbarian, where he oh, plays shit. the villain. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And did he turn into a snake in that one? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. So he was the servant who served um, Slytherin? Seth, oh. The god Seth. But the um, Egyptian god Seth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Damn. different from the comic books of the character he played, Doom, mm-hmm. um, where this is more of... I forgot what they t- changed it to. Toth the Moon, I think, for the film. It, okay. It, the, where his servant is. I had give, it's, it, that film was made in 1982. My mom still has it on that big laser disc. So, I mean, oh, I'd have to watch it again. 
The other one. You have to find the equipment to watch that again, too. She has it. The player, that big, it's not even a laser disc. Do you remember Mm -hmm. those big, it looks like a huge floppy disc? Oh, um, um. Not a Betamax. I think that might be, actually. Oh, shit. It's like a huge, it looks like Like a big floppy disk? Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been. Basically, technology we don't need anymore. Yeah, Yeah. but she still has a player and everything and the film, so. Well, God God bless your mom if he were real. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, um, obviously, Mufasa. It's classic. I cry every time. I'm crying right now. So, for the Disney film. But then he came back and he took the role again in 2019 because you can't replace. How the voice do you of replace Mufasa? James Earl exactly. Jones? If anything, you don't even recast him. Exactly. You just use the audio clips. If he had died, exactly. Oh my god. Word. Because yeah. I was like, if I'm glad he didn't pass, but if he did pass, don't even do the movie. Yeah. Fuck all that noise. We can't. That's the first person you have to sign up for the Lion King. Yeah. James Earl Jones. He's like, yeah, dude. Like, cool. Give yeah. me the movie. You know, that, that, that's one of those things, just to kind of slight segue, not, not a segue, but sideline here. Um, when they redid the Aladdin movie, which was actually their best live-action remake I've ever fucking seen. It's really good, really Ooh. cartoony. I thought Lion King was. They should have brought back um, Iago's voice. Yeah. Uh, who, what, who's that guy? Oh, um, that comedian. Gil- um, Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. He had his own show, uh, own animated TV series in, uh, on Comedy Central, mid-90s. Same you, time as, like, The Critic. Sure, and you, yeah. you know that's not his real voice, right? What? You guys didn't know this. He uses that for you mean every wait, 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 wait. Like you mean it's not his cable guy. You mean it's not his speaking uh, voice. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, just he, like Shaggy. It's a character voice. Oh. But, but that's I never not heard his real voice. Though. As opposed to James Earl Jones, where he actually what what is it? He he, what, he didn't talk for what eleven years of his life. He had a he horrible had a stutter. Stutter. Yeah. Word. Yeah. So Pain. what what gave him the confidence to get past that? Um, he credits it to his English teachers a lot of the time, um, and theater teachers. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool when you see an educator actually come forward and help these kids in a big way. Definitely, that's that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, so what else can you tell us about James Earl Jones? Um, obviously, the one most iconic, Darth Vader. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. Not just in our classics, you know, the '80s, and he also reprised the role for Rogue One mm-hmm. because yes, it's another voice you cannot replace. No, and you, you know, you could have anyone do a good impersonation. But uh, much like, am I going to go to the Aladdin well a lot today? I might. I, I it's like the first Aladdin animated Did you film. Just watch it last night. I, I definitely watched all three uh, animated movies after the original. Oh, one. the Return of Jaff- Jafar was the shit. Sure, but really? but yes, yeah, this one of Disney's best direct uh, DVD sequels, right behind Lilo, Lilo and Stitch Two. Jungle Book Two. Come on, grow up. No, no, uh-huh. no, no, no. no. But, grow down. How about but, that? But. Uh, Robin Williams didn't return for that role. Instead, there was another voice actor who tried to do the Robin Williams voice, mm-hmm. and you can tell when someone's trying to do Robin Williams exactly. because one, they don't have enough energy. Two, there's not coke dripping off their nose. Three, they're not <laughs> Robin Williams. Wait, the depression? wait, but Robin Williams didn't voice him on the animated series, did he? No, but that person that voiced him on the animated series killed it. It's close. It's, it's close. very close, but it's like it's playing Kingdom Robin. Hearts. It's not of, Robin Williams. Of course, it's not. But it was good enough. A lot of children watched the Disney film. Me growing up, but I didn't watch the animated series. Oh, you was missing out. That shit got live. So, has James Earl Jones done uh, any other notable work in your opinion? Um, so there's two things that I want to mention. So he did Black Indians, um, an okay. American story, and that like Five Goes West. Yeah, and it's a documentary, actually, so not Five Goes West. Ah. Um, the importance of this is the reason he was chosen for it and accepted the role is because he's also Cherokee Indian. I mean, Cherokee African American. And so for him, this was very important to project as an actor and as a voice actor because a lot of people, he feels like it was a lost history for him 
And for history teachers, they will tell you, um, black Indians, as they call them, for the African American society would deny them because they weren't full African American at the sure, time. Sure, sure. So can you really claim that? Can you also claim the Native American side? So there was this kind of balance, and it also touches base on Native Americans purchasing slaves. Yeah. Which they try to kind of brush over in history lessons. Yeah, sweep, on a, sweep underneath the rug. Yeah. 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 No, they, they, well. Yeah, I know where you was going. I didn't make the joke. But that's funny that you brought... <laughs> it's interesting that you bring that up because in a lot of African-American um, circles, especially being from the South, we all make this statement like, no, I got some Indian in, in my blood. That's why I got my good hair, this, that, and the third. Like, no, oh. no, we got that Cherokee. Yeah. Literally, we all say Cherokee. But being from the South, if you go back further, no, I do have some Cherokee in my blood. I do have like some white ancestry. Like most people in America that didn't come here voluntarily, like there's gonna be some mixing and mangling of mm-hmm. the genetics down the line. So it's just one of the things you go back further enough, and you always end up at the same color. Yeah, and his thing was, you know, you start to see your own culture, the African American side, being racist towards their own kind is what he felt, even though sure, he is sure. African American. He just also is half Cherokee. Right. Right. So and. Um, the last thing is, um, 2020, he's coming out with coming to the number two, America. He's reprising his role he once again. He is reprising his role. Oh, my yeah. God. I can't wait for that. I, Zabunda, I, the first Wakanda. <laughs> oh, so great. Zabunda I forever. Wait. I just want to say real quick, Galactus, he should voice him, correct? Correct. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. You know, it, it, well, uh, I mean, I, I was going to say, uh, what is it? what's the name of the guy from Westworld who's going to be voicing the Watcher? Jeffrey, Je- Je- Jeremy Wright or Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright, I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the playing um, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he he's got a great voice, but I guess if he's voicing the Watcher, then yeah, yeah. James Earl Jones as that commanding voice is going to be. You know who to else? To me, my hero. But they're talking he's about Liam Neeson being uh, Galactus. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Neeson also has a very iconic voice. You yes, I never heard change in his role. Yeah, I never heard Galactus be. Like British. I don't want my Galactus to be racist. I haven't seen <laughs> too much change, change in his voice or his roles for him to be Galactus. Yeah. Fair enough. So with an actor and a person, an influencer like this, how do you go from, you know, like no voice to this amazing voice? You said it was his teachers. Mm-hmm. Does he ever elaborate on that anymore or like Um, I didn't see too much elaboration on it. Obviously he gives them a lot of credit, but sure. it was also a ton of hard work. Oh, I it mean, had to be. Anybody with a stutter or a speech impediment that can overcome it, you you know the battles that they're facing, um, in schools and everything with public speaking and um so those are the lessons you learn, but for a t- teacher to really invest or an acting coach, I, I think he, he did great. Okay. Yeah. So, Kelsey, um, I can talk about James Earl Jones all day because he's amazing and his voice is what narrates my dreams. True. But uh, who did you pick today? Um, one of the selections that I'm going to talk about first is going to be a guy that you've heard a lot depending on your age demographic. Um, I got introduced to him via Mad TV in the mid '90s. You know, it was like the alternative to SNL, and that's going to be a gentleman by the name of Phil Lamar. Ah, oh, Samurai Jack. Yes. Um, if you like me in your '30s, you grew up watching Mad TV because SNL was kind of like the older your parents the variety sketch mm-hmm. comedy show on Saturday nights, and Mad TV came in being the edgy, raunchy, like yo, we're on Fox, mm-hmm. we're gonna throw it in your face, kind of mm-hmm. like. After they segue from In Living Color, you kind of lost that void, and it was very urban-driven, quote-unquote. 
for that community because yeah. it's more like edgy, it's more current. They didn't have to be bogged down by political stances and things of that nature. They could be a little more witty and more raw and more dirty too. So that's one of the reasons I definitely love watching that shit as a kid. Because like most kids, we like watching things we're not supposed to be watching. Especially at 11 o'clock on fucking Saturday night. Your parents are either out drunk or they assume you're asleep or the babysitter don't give a fuck about what you're doing. For me, I could just... (laughs) They were arguing so much in the other room, they didn't care what I was watching. Yeah, so I'm going to turn up the TV... And watch Phil Lamar do some of his classic bits like Jack, the UPS guy. I thought it was yeah. Zippy. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's Jack. I actually looked it up. Uh, when I looked it up, it's yeah. J-A-Q. So then, so then was, was Zippy when um, uh, Keegan-Michael Key took over the role? Probably, yeah. Because okay. I wasn't watching when him and Jordan Peele got onto the show. I was yeah, that was weaning. the later years. Yeah, I was weaning off of it because it wasn't the same. And they got like a whole new cast. But he was that guy. He also um, was one of the Black Three Stooges. It was him, Orlando Jones... And Deborah Cox played the three, and it was all funny because they were doing bits with like Coke, but the yeah. same black and white slapstick. I almost would have imagined they would have had Aries Spears on there instead. Well, Aries came in a little later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I think the original two um, black dudes were, like I said, Phil Lamar and Orlando um, Jones. And Orlando Jones was on American Guys, but he had a, he stepped away from that role. There's a lot of. Controversy going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a lot of he said, she said about all that, and it, yeah. it's hard to keep and up. And he gave one of the best dialogues about the relation between slavery and America in that series, which is brilliant. Like, I recommend everybody listening to it because it speaks so much to the truth. Right, right. But, uh, but yeah, so he did that sketch. He did that one. He did a couple of other ones. I always loved his Michael Jackson impersonations. Um, his Chris Rocks were already golden. Like, he did a parody of No Sex in the Champagne Room. That hit because, like, Chris Ross, my favorite comedian of all time, Michael Jackson's, like I said before, my sensei. So, like, yeah, that's why he started on Mad TV. Not started on, but that's the thing he was most famous for in the beginning. He also had smaller roles in different movies throughout the uh, th- throughout his career. I think his most fam- famous cameo role was in Pulp Fiction because it set up for this classic, iconic Samuel Jackson moment. It was like, what? <laughs> I'm not gonna go into the whole bit, but no, no, no. We, we yeah, we had Michelle do her uh, James Earl Jones, so now I need yeah. to hear this. Do you speak English? A little louder. Do you speak English? What, <laughs> motherfucker? Do they speak English? Where you from? I don't think what's a motherfucking country. <laughs> and like shoots them and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Can you do the gunshot sounds? Pew pew. pew. <laughs> Oh, that's one of those uh, ARs, isn't it? That's, that, no, let's go bang, bang, Kenny, not pew, pew. See, somebody needs to pick up. It's a whole South Park thing. But I digress. But. So Phil, <laughs> Phil Lamar, and if you listened to last week's episode, uh, voiced one of my favorite characters, John Stewart in um, the Justice League Justice and Unlimited. Justice League Unlimited. He actually voiced a lot of animated characters exactly. in the 90s um, and even now. Exactly. Um, John Stewart was like his major one because for a whole generation, John Stewart's Green Lantern war- was our. Green Lantern, because, you know, if you read comics, we all know how Jordan's the OG, but for a group of people um, that don't see a lot of themselves represented in media, that stuck out a lot. And then um, Dwayne McDuffie, who, like, was an executive producer on the series, made it the point to make it um, Jon Stewart, because, like, yo, he's black, he's prominent, we need to switch it up a little bit, bring in some diversity, but in a good way, because it's not like they just made him. It's not like they made Hal Jordan a brother. Like, no, we already have one. And it gave a different dynamic to the show with him being like an ex-Navy uh, SEAL. Mm. No, ex-Marine. I'm sorry. Ex-Marine. Yeah. Who um, got a major, who majored in architect. So that also explains how he's good at his constructs 
and designing things with his mind because he wanted to do that before he ever picked up a gun or got blessed with the green light and ring. Which for me, those were the two major roles was the Mad TV one and him as Green Lantern. Exactly. Yeah. And he also voiced Static on the Static Shot mm-hmm. cartoon, which also featured Jon Stewart as well. So he played two prominent black superheroes. One is one of my favorite, Static. Also, Phil, Phil Lamar is not one of those guys who gets typecast to just voice black characters. Yeah. He voiced Samurai Jack. Yes. Who? Which I'm not as familiar with. So oh my god, girl, Samurai Jack girl. is like one of the. I'm old missing out. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Samurai Kendi Jack is one of oh, yeah. who gave us Death's Laboratory. It's like low key, not even low key. It's one of the greatest American key. animated TV series of all time. I put that in my top ten. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna get yeah. my top ten right now, but Samurai Jack is a classic. That's when that top shit. Five. I'm watching Skip Work tomorrow. No, 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 you can't. It's a lot to watch, girl. Like, recommend, yeah, I definitely right. recommend watching it. I believe it's still on Netflix. But Take some time. Exactly. Like, <laughs> pace yourself. And all being right, a kid. Right. Have some Gatorade lined up. Exactly. You don't need your electrolytes. But being a kid growing up in the martial arts and Asian culture, seeing a samurai kill robots, trying to get back to their past to kill Aku, the living embodiment of evil and darkness. Voiced by Phil Lamar. And that episode where dope. Aku came as a woman and was like, I'm going to fuck you. You like me. And awesome it's like, shit. Ah! Yo, where's the hole? Yeah. <laughs> Just to find out it's your arch nemesis. Dressed, Boogity Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dressed to impress. And uh, it nailed impressed. it. Yes. So what other notable <laughs> roles has Phil Lamar done over the years? Um, he's also voiced Hermes from Futurama. Once again, one of the best animated cartoons of all time, American based. That's definitely in my top ten. So he's in two of my top ten. Sweet Cloaca of Jamaica. Yes, all that shit. Like, oh shit, Lord have mercy on Turkey. She got lowered in a sh- she got lowered in a brown snake on a sugar cane factory or uh, pole or some shit like that. I love Hermes Conrad. I also just love Futurama, and I can't imagine without him. Exactly, bureaucracy. I'm not gonna say that word. Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Bureau. Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Oh, okay. Bureaucracy. <laughs> Word. Close. He, close enough. Mm-hmm. We can edit that shit out. <laughs> then he also voices Ollie Williams from Family Guy. It's raining! <laughs> yes! The black guy. <laughs> and he also voiced the black Transformer in Transformers Animated Jazz. My name is Jazz. (laughs) But hey, guys, what's going on right here? What's this banging-ass music? I like that shit. Hola, Josue Optimus Prime. No? No, that's not... No, that's not him? That's La Bamba. That's someone else. No. May I also mention one of my favorite Philomar voices that he's ever done? Get in there, man. That is... The greatest uh, security guard is... uh, You're wrong. He didn't voice Fillmore. That was Orlando Brown. Oh, yeah, that was Orlando Brown. Correction, let me show my face. Man, I already knew that. I already knew that. I know where he was going because I was going to bring up Fillmore, but he didn't voice Fillmore. I know that you also want to know about this about Fillmore. Was he a singer? What was that? iCarly. Oh, okay. He was iCarly. No. Fillmore played Miranda Cosgrove? That's one of the roles he did not voice, but no. He was in School of Rock? No. He was fantastic. No, he was the rock in School of Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson played yes. Jack Black in School of Rock? Yes. My God. Now I need to you see that movie. You heard it here first, folks. Look into it. The truth is out there. Stop being lied to. Now I need to see that movie. X-Files. But no, he actually, he's a Yale um, alumni. He graduated from Yale, so he's a very smart man. And he had to deal with a lot of things that um, black men, not even just black men, black people that are into geek shit had to grow, grow up with. 
as being as um being called Urkel. Yes, I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, but it's basically uh, basically being called not necessarily a sellout, but whitewash, no Oreo. Like, why you into this nerd? Oh yeah, shit? I got coconut growing up. Exactly. Like we like oh this ain't what black people we don't read comic books. Like. Which which one thing? And maybe this is a stereotype, and may, maybe you guys can help me with this. All of my black friends growing up, and all of my brown friends growing up were the most animated when it came to Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Yes. yes. My white friends were barely into it, but all of my black and brown friends were the most, like, knew every episode. We're talking about that shit. We're trying to... We're also into wrestling, and, like, Cause that was our people, culture. Black people, we always know what cool is, and we know what's popping, and anime culture and Japanese culture is so integral into hey, how we brought really up. you're offended when you just said they called you Oreo and they called you coconut. I mean, they're naming you after really good snacks. If well, you don't eat I mean, them shit, they nasty. Uh, yeah, and I'm actually allergic yeah. to coconut. I'm fucking Oreos like that. Other people aren't. Yeah, I, I, I've had it before. I've almost died, and I've decided if I'm ever going to take my life, it'll be with Girl Scout Samoas. Oh, yeah, yeah, do it. I, 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 I mean, not do it now, but... <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, Michelle. This is your third episode on the show as a host. Are you are you gunning for my job? No, 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 no. it's okay. It's okay. I had that written down in my Batman files. Like, I already know how to take you out, baby. It's fine. So does a Girl Scout. Now, once she listen to the podcast... Go if you choose, but don't choose. No, nah, coconut milk. He wouldn't know the difference. What? Before it's too late. Hey, you want some horchata? Everybody knows the difference. You can have horchata without coconut milk. That's how I will kill you. I'll put it in the horchata. No, it can taste no. the coconut. It'll be, it'll be too be like, late. I'd be like, this is wrong. Yeah, Something's weird about this. Ever. Okay, a- a- any last a- a- any last notable things you want to get to before we uh, go over to Roscoe? No. Okay, Roscoe, tell me about your... <laughs> what? Roscoe, uh, tell me about the black woman that made you a man. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> technically, she was a part of some of my favorite things, as well as y'all favorite things. But her name is uh, Cree Summers. Most I grew up only knowing her from uh, A Different World. Oh, my God, A Different World. But the Cosby Show spinoff. Yes. But Cleo! I, yes. But I found out she was doing voice acting way before get, or while doing that as well. She was the voice of Penny. In Inspector Gadget. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. damn. Yes. Go, Gadget, go. Not only just that, she was the voice of both main characters in both Care Bear movies. I don't know anything Ooh. about that, the but ki- I The human you. characters? Yes. Okay, I know the she human, was in Tenderheart. The human characters in the movies I watched was like the 80s. Was that her? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was she her. was the voice okay. of the main two Of the little kids. Of the little kids in the Care Bear movies. They always... Never mind. <laughs> but for some of y'all that didn't grow up in that era... She is more, you will know her more from uh, Rugrats. She was Susie Carmichael. Oh my God, yeah. Susie was great. And Black Girl Magic. And if he wasn't a Nickelodeon fan, she was the voice of number five from Cartoon Network. The best! Next uh, oh, Two the by best. four technology. Mm. Two by four See, technology. No, I, I, it's not that I didn't grow up around Care Bears. I just wasn't allowed to watch it because my parents said it was witchcraft. Oh. Mm. Witchcraft. <laughs> the only way to live. Care Bears was technically my Power Rangers before Power Rangers came out. That's how I learned about emotions. Mm. For me, it was watching my dad uh, watch the Raiders play in uh, Cuss <laughs> TV. <laughs> That's how I learned about health. What, the cuss? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for those that aren't into anime and TV and all that, she does do video game acting. And for those that are into Diablo, she is the voice of the Demon Ariel. Hunter. No? 
No, Ariel. Oh, the devil? Ariel or Uriel? Or Uriel. I was going to say, Ariel makes me think of My a Little fault. Mermaid, and I know that wasn't her. My fault. I don't play Diablo. I just look at this research. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's the voice of Uriel. Uriel from Diablo 3 and beyond. That's crazy. Uh, Uriel, she is also... <laughs> yes, it is. The player voice of the Echo character... She's also the player voice of the Echo character in Destiny. Oh, and okay. And um, she's done more as well. So she does a lot of voiceovers yeah. in games. She's done voiceover in games. She does a lot of voiceovers in TV shows. She's also a. She's also known as Eleanor Duff from Tiny Toons, which also led off to Pinky and the Brain, as well as led off to Pinky and the Brain and Eleanor. Uh huh. So she's just been known as the Eleanor, the voice of Eleanor Duff from uh. Warner Brothers. Yeah, it was the um, she was the uh, the Elmer Fudd analog. Yes, because Duff and Fudd and yeah, it's uh, yeah. Wait, you ain't talking about a little bitch from uh, Tiny Toon Adventures? That's yeah. what he oh, just said. Word. He's the voice of yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That little bitch, little girl, that girl. I don't discriminate. <laughs> you literally just discriminated against a little girl. <laughs> but just but to make, be busy. But just to get y'all even more hype, she will be doing one of the new voices of a character in the new uh, He-Man uh, anime series on Netflix coming out this year. Yeah, God, that's gonna be so cool. Show ran by something. Kevin yeah. Smith, and to hear more about that a little bit, make sure you check out Yo Where the Cats is at this week too, because we're gonna be bringing that up as well. Mm-hmm. So. For me, it's going to be someone who helped shape my childhood because he told me all the answers were out there. In fact, if you, took, if you, took, if you were able to take a look, they were in a book. Butterflies in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, Ooh, I will read the rainbow. He knew that I can be anything, anything. Ways to go, go. and friends to know, no. or read in rainbow. Read in rainbow. rainbow. Read in rainbow. Oh my god, it's, <laughs> it's like he's here in the room with us. I didn't chime in, I can't hit those high notes like you boys can. Nah. Uh, yeah. Can be anything. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking about LeVar Burton. Woo. He is one of my favorite people. Oh. It just ever. He was born uh, February 16th, 1957 oh. in um, Linstal, Germany. What? what? He like you? Me. And he was born overseas? No, yeah. he was born here. Sir. Oh, you in a crowd. His birthday oh, was actually right. yesterday. Where? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Happy LeVar birthday, Burton. Birthday, LeVar. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I, I know that our show is far too vulgar for you, but God damn it, if we could get your sweet ass on here, no. we'll get you naked and find a mic for you. Anyway. Oh, um, <laughs> you gonna... Say the show's too vulgar. And then go and and sexualize him. Yes. And to come out on the show. Yes. So he can be idle. Yes. You never meet your idols. <laughs> An autograph will work. Yeah. I me. told Pierce. I told you know, Pierce. There's a whole who, generation that doesn't even know what Reading Rainbow was. So no, they brought it back. They brought it back, yes. Uh, so he actually recently, uh, I want to say 2012 or 2014, was um, kickstarted and advocating for an app for Reading Rainbow. Yeah, 2016 is when it was the number one app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's still around, and they're trying to bring it back again. Okay. Because kids need to be encouraged to read. Yeah. One of the cool things, before I get into some more about him, was um, at the time in uh, the late 80s, early 90s, because Reading Rainbow was on, the sh- was on PBS for 28 years. God that damn. That is 28 seasons of Reading Rainbow. That's incredible and unheard of. I mean, mm-hmm. 
it's unheard of for most places, but then you've got Sesame Street, which has been around even longer. Oh, yeah. You had Mr. Rogers, which is around for a long time. PBS being a cornerstone of great TV for young kids that uh, is brought to you by viewers like you. Mm-hmm. And, and I was a viewer. I was a viewer. Oh, I, I was a viewer. But um, PBS reminds me I'm a viewer. Do you guys remember Wishbone? Oh, yeah, yeah no, crazy. Wishbone was the weirdest because he'd go on these adventures, and even as a kid, I was like, how are you having kids with those women? <laughs> what <laughs> me weird, I'm going to be honest, what weirded me out was the fact that he was reading books. <laughs> a dog was reading books to us. That weird did you have? He had families, yeah, man. They were I, kissing him. I <laughs> went off guard once, he, once I was like, yo, this dog's reading books. I think, it, right, was, I think it was the no, Odyssey one else. where he was, you know, Odysseus, and his wife's like, Come to the bedroom, sweetie. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like Master Spinner in <laughs> a night. Which Odyssey shouldn't be really introduced to children until later. No, I think it should be. Odyssey if is you like can, pretty dark. If you can read the Bible as a kid, that, you can yeah. read uh, Homer's Odyssey. Yeah, but it's there's like, a lot less rape and incest. <laughs> but it's like that Master Splinter in the Ninja Turtle movie when he learned martial arts by watching Hamato Yoshi do that shit. Wishbone learned how to read. By reading with others and having people. I thought you were going to say he learned to fuck because he was in the room when the couple was having sex. No, no, no. (laughs) Fucking is animalistic. It's literally in our DNA. It's in our essence. This, okay, I'm going back to talking about Phil, uh, Le- LeVar Burton. Yeah, you, okay. oh, oh. yeah, yeah, hold wait, 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 on. Wait, wait, no, 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 wait. I didn't derail your guys as no, no, much. No, no, Let me talk I know about you're LeVar not derailing me, but instead of going back, how about we go to the future <laughs> of LeVar Burton? I want to get to his past, so we're going to go back to the past. Yeah. But if you go back to the past long enough, it's the future, baby, so go ahead and talk about what you want to. No. You hear me with trapping technique, nigga? Give us the history of Reading Rainbow. Go ahead. So originally, LeVar Burton came to America. He, He's just... This, this young man full of uh, curiosity and wanting to know more. And in learning that, he saw what we were missing, you know, what, what other kids were missing, what they didn't yeah. have. So him and um, the people who helped him make Reading Rainbow, they said, okay, what are the kids doing right now? It's the 80s. They're all in front of TVs. That's the technology. That's the technology we need to utilize. Put together this show. And he talks about how it's his best role, uh, even with playing Jordy LaForge, even playing Kunta Kente, even with coming back and directing Smart House for Disney Channel. Mm. You didn't know he directed Smart House. He directed Smart House. How the fuck did he direct Smart House in my black ass mm. That's why it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep, the- Phil Lamar, or not Phil Lamar, oh, Lamar Burton directed Smart House. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's so talented, he's so genuine, and even with his amazing shows and his amazing abilities, he said that helping kids and giving them the resources and the, the, the want to know more was the best thing he's done. I respect this man fully. And, that and is something to respect a celebrity for. Exactly. I must say, yeah, I might name my son. I've watched, I must say, <laughs> I think I read, the last time I probably watched Smart House, which was like 2 in the morning, tired of shit. I want to say I probably saw it said read by directed by LeVar Burton, rewind back three times and just was like, I'm reading this shit wrong and then went back. To sleep. <laughs> yeah, and you no. still ignore? Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to say I probably ignored. It was all a dream. <laughs> I used to read reading Rainbow back and then I literally remember. I remember literally rewinding back to the beginning and looking at the cast and, and everything. Kelly. And then I'm just right. like, Roscoe will excuse it this one. <laughs> so. I loved him growing up with that. I, I you know, it, it was um, probably when I was about 11 or 12 when my parents allowed me to watch Roots for the first time because they're like, you have to see this. You need to know some stuff about the country. You need to know some stuff about the history. And I remember being broken up, seeing <laughs> Jordy LaForge, seeing LeVar Burton, who did all these amazing activities, who told me all these books to read, 
as Kunta Kente, and I, you know, a lot of people say like if you put a a well known celebrity in these roles, it takes away from it. But if anything, it made me feel like no, 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 not him, not him. And, and when they're whipping him, it doesn't take away from exactly. the role. And, well, it depends on the character in oh. the movie, and well known <laughs> is also subjective. Because we might know him as Jordy, but then there's a whole group of people that never watched Star Wars, Star Trek, my apologies, and have never watched Reading We've Rainbow. We've talked about both today. Exactly. Reading Rainbow, but to us, it's like the same thing with you. It was like, yeah. the fuck? Yeah. What? Oh, why, why are they doing oh, so? Y'all came late. I watched Roots and then I came in the room. No, no, I was. No, 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 no. no. He, he did Roots first. Roots I know, first. but the thing is, that's what I'm finding funny because I'm like, you got. You, grew up, know, you grew up knowing him as Reading Rainbow and then had and to witness him get yeah. whipped. I witnessed him getting whipped, and then like, Kunta's reading to me. This is awesome. <laughs> and growing up a Jehovah's Witness, they ain't trying to teach you about black history. Uh, oh, yeah, no, no. No, see, <laughs> my parents were the kind that were like, hey, this country's been fucked for a long time, and, you know, uh, growing up with Jewish on my mom's right. side, we would go to Holocaust museums. Mm. And, and, and that was the weirdest vacation, because they give you a little card, and you follow the kid, and at the end you find out if the kid made it or not, and then they're like, don't you feel lucky. See, in the South, we don't have uh, to go to museums. Yeah. We just have to go to the local tree. There you go. That's Black History. And if you're in Alabama, all you got to do is go like downtown, which is where the church that got burnt at, because they literally keep a whole block, which is basically a black museum. So, mm. like, there's a museum right there to give you black history. You walk into a little park, and that little park area is all black history themed. So, like, they should, like, they show little jail cells that you can uh, walk up to and read documents. They have uh, statues of, like, the dogs being unleashed, but it's not just showing, like, it's adults. Like, they're showing it, like, adults and kids, the spray hose getting them. Well, and, and that's one of the things I genuinely respect and admire about LeVar Burton. Mm -hmm. He not only is he trying to get another generation of kids to learn and be cre uh, curious and want to know more, he also doesn't shy away from the issues that have happened before. And then it's like, oh, here's the books you can read. Also, here's the history you should know about. Yeah. And then going on to the next generation and saying the future can be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. The future Which is, is bright. One of the biggest skills in society is critical thinking skills. Yes. And yes. that's what he does. He presents you with a fictional story, but also facts. And when children can combine those and get those skills, that's what employers in the future, when you don't think of it as a child, are looking for, and he did a great job at that. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't shy away from it. And, and I've watched so many interviews with him, and everyone he goes on, he doesn't, um, he doesn't come across as this arrogant celebrity mm -hmm. that, yes, we all grew up with. One of the guys uh, who interviewed him, he's like, this man helped shape my childhood. You know, he, he got me curious about reading. And LeVar Burton just gets out of his chair and hugs him real quick. And he's just got this big smile like, Aww. I did it. And you're like, that's that's what it is for him. Exactly. And what I like, too, about Reading Rainbow was the fact that he actually went to, like, if the book was about baking, he went to a bakery. And he, wow. he, he would yeah. engage with yes. other people. So it's just like, not only am I telling you to read, I'm showing you that a black person and somebody from this culture and this culture could mm -hmm. all just come together and yeah. learn from one another. It's not about being a separation. So it definitely had, like, that... Uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood element to it. Like, we he all even, here... He was even on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood at one point. Exactly. Yes. So and that episode was probably, probably the reason why I, like, really loved reading Rainbow even more because I used to always like watching Mr. Rogers. Fred Rogers was such... Uh, he, he was, an, he was an, a, an ally the same way, you know, we've talked about before on the show where Joaquin Phoenix has said recently yeah, that we need more allies. Fred Rogers 
was a huge ally for that, and it makes mm-hmm. sense that you know LeVar Burton would have come on his show and been part of that. Exactly. Yeah, they were working in tandem the whole time. Yeah, because they know what the world is and exactly. how it needs to be better, and it's only going to get better if we see these things. And mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why I even love like Mister Rogers was he didn't just like show like talk about it. He proved it by like giving like more black actors and actresses guest spots. Like one of my favorite outside Levar Burton is when Whippy Goldberg always. Oh used my to come god! On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was like. I just always like the fact that he had more people in diversity into their shows. So, like, it's not something that's just like a white man with puppets. It's like a white man with puppets and other people and learning cultures and everything amongst people. And and the love that they had behind it. It wasn't just doing it for a paycheck. These men did it because they were passionate about it and they cared about their communities. And their community is the human race. Exactly. (laughs) Do you think there's parents out there... Well, they was watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood with their kids, and he had, like, the black police officer. In the pool. pool. And somebody was like, see, this is why this is imagination. Yeah. We don't have this type of shit in these neighborhoods. Like, don't, don't come around here with that shit. There might have been. There <laughs> like, might have like, been. I know, that's a crazy thing, because I know there are people out there. Like, see things like that, like, nah. Yeah. Nah, no. No. It nope. would be don't both get, sides. Don't both you get that parents, idea? Like, Black or white parents. True, yeah. 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 Like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't bring that over here. That's problems. That's <laughs> <laughs> like that's great on PBS. Yeah. But do you want to get shot? This but is he's real done world. a lot more yes. since. Yes, and he's not stopping anytime uh-huh. soon. So I will say one weird thing I found out in looking through this, and I don't know if <laughs> I don't know why you would do it. I mean, sure, marketing or whatever, and maybe it was a good story. Roots was amazing for what it was, but then <laughs> there was a uh, a Roots Christmas special. Uh, yeah, I called said that and I had Kunta's no gift idea. or Kunta yeah, Kente's yeah, gift. I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why you'd have a Christmas special. I can't believe they did it. It was to mark it was to get it was to market off of the roots on television to make more people come back. That's it's it, not that's literally all it though. was back in the It's not ratings. appropriate. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that unless it was just to capitalize on um you know the success of roots. That's all yeah. it was. But either it's way, inappropriate. it's yeah. It feels very inappropriate. Maybe it was great. Maybe you, I I'll have to watch it. But I, my experience with Christmas specials for things that I loved are never a good one, especially around. But you also got to remember, TV ratings were the thing of selling. So that's, that's all true. it was. Yeah, well, th- even with roots, they did it consecutively because they thought. And, and but this is, what at, at what point do you get morals? Uh. When you no, a, no, TV execs don't. Yeah. When you're a multi-millionaire business, <laughs> business, morals go down the drain, baby. So, um, one of the things LeVar Burton said in one of the interviews about Roots was they did it in those consecutive weeks because they figured, well, this is a show about black people. We're either gonna, mm-hmm. It's either going to work or we're going to cut our losses and it'll be over in seven weeks. True. Mm-hmm. And uh, the final episode of Roots, I believe, is still the third most watched uh, episode of TV history. Yeah. That's why they did the... Which is wild. That's why they did the Christmas episode. So, let's... We're, 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 we're going to have to bring it to a close here in a second, but, um, y'all, uh, one last question for you, and, you know, take your time thinking about it. Um, who do you see oh, I can making you. waves or influencing now a person of color that is actually making a difference for the future? Also, uh, where can the people find you? Anything you want to plug? Michelle. Zendaya, I mean, it's not just your Disney cookie-cutter actor or anything. She is, she's been in Spider-Man recently, but not only that, has she been in a Marvel movie where you're still like, oh, okay, she's still this innocent being or anything. 
She's in Euphoria on HBO. Oh, that's my shit, girl. And it takes you to the depths of what teenage life nowadays is Woo. with the social media, with the Porn pressure. And yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and she just, and she plays that role so well. Somebody who got addicted to the wrong thing, the wrong scene, everything, comes out and She's still rough, but she's still sensual. She's still a kind-hearted person. And then you see her in Homecoming for Spider-Man, where she goes back into this role of a nerdy student. Um, yeah, she's still kind of rough on the edges, but she's good as MJ. And I just see her doing immensely great in Hollywood. And even in her private life in Hollywood... You see a little bit of it, but she's not out there like some of the starlets. And so I think for her, she's got a bright future. Okay, yeah. Wow, um, where can the people find you? Anything you'd like to plug? Uh, nothing to plug, but I'm at Emily Gideon um, on Instagram. And yeah, that's where you'll find me. Awesome. Uh, Kelsey. Okay. <clears throat> so the person I feel like is going to make a bigger impact, he already has. Made an impact in the world of black geekdom. It's going to be none other than Troy Barnes himself, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. You yeah, know him as Donald Glover. Yes, he's the reason. He's one of the reasons we have Miles Morales, and that character is going to continue to be popular and grow. And that man is one of the best Atlanta. creators I've ever, I've ever experienced. Exactly. And like even if you want, like I mentioned before, uh, Yo, Where the Captions at, Dope, there's a whole um, plot about black geeks and nerds in this generation. Not even black geeks, just urban geeks and one of the things they're into is manga anime donald glover and lo-fi hip-hop and he just incorporates a lot of what it is to be a young black and geeky in society especially right now because we all love the music that we brought up on or raised on we all love hip-hop soul music things of that nature but we also like being creative and we also like to be an abstract, because when you're black, you have to be abstract, because you live in a world when they tell you there's something wrong with you, but everything they love about you, they don't want to give you credit for, or they make you feel like it's weird to like you, without you even knowing that they're programming you to do that. But when you're a person like that, also I relate to him because he's also a Jehovah Witness, so you could grow up in a religious background, but still come up in the world and understand that there's things outside of that, and just to go for what you want. And it be true to you. And people that will rock with you will rock with you. If they ain't going to mess with you, that's on them. But you just know what you got to do. You got to stay positive. And Donald Glover is going to continue to do a lot of amazing things. He's saying that his next um, album is going to be his last. And I'm okay with that. But he's still going to be out here creating things like uh, Atlanta. And he did have a Deadpool cartoon series that was he supposed did. to be coming to yeah. FX. But they can't because... Uh, creative differences. Yeah, creative differences. And you know what? Good for him for saying, if you're going to make it this way, that's not the show I wanted to make. Exactly. When they hire, but the thing, too, they hired him for that. And I seen, like, the script. I seen mm -hmm. the stills. It looked fantastic. Which it, is the same uh, way with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Deadpool. The animation test was yeah. fantastic. It would have been the Harley Quinn series before the Harley Quinn series yes. came out. I knew that, too, because Donald's, uh, Donald's Glover is a genius. And Donald is a Glover. Yeah, Donald is a Glover. Like Danny, they kill predators. <laughs> <laughs> Where can the people find you, Kels? Anything you want to plug? Kels for show, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Kelsey DeAndre Greer. You know me, you see me. If you live in the Springs, you know where I be at. I really don't have to say much other than that. And continue to listen. Thank you. Roscoe. Uh, well, before I go to my person that I am think might have some ways in the future in the world of Geek Through Acting... 
Um, I have to go back and actually give y'all one information of a video game voice character that I forgot to mention that she played the voice of. X-Men Legends, she was the voice of Magma. Oh, she Ooh, was the voice of Magma. Yes. Magma is actually Brazilian, too. So, I forgot to Okay. But my uh, person, y'all don't really know him, but um, his name is Gabriel Det Dark U. Dark, I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay, yeah, name, yeah. Damien Dark? No, it's Dark one for you at the end, so I'm going with Dark U. Dark U. But nope, um, I shouldn't say it like that. For us, for us, we first seen him playing some kid Sam in uh, I mean Brian in the uh, Heroes Reborn uh, Dark Matters. He also did two episodes of Shadow Hunters. But for more people like me, his real my real real like noticing of him as a reoccurring character is uh, when they brought back the TV show reboot on Netflix, and they made it live action. He played the character Troy. Which was the black character on the game show who was an athlete and everything. Mm -hmm. But for Some more with similar backgrounds. That's for more fun. people that might be that wasn't into the uh 90s TV show being rebooted, there's this current TV show, uh October Factor Faction on Netflix. Yep. He plays the son, Jeff. But Chet, if you're a fan of the superhero S show Impulse or sci fi S show. He's also the boy that plays uh, Connor uh, Rikers. And for you, Kelsey, he was Young Shadow in American Gods. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Young Sheldon. No, Young no, Shadow. Word. I don't remember Young Sh um, Shadow like that, but cool. Yeah, when the one little episode they showed Shadow's past, that was him that did the acting of Shadow. But uh, yeah, that's... That's uh, him. What do you have to plug today, Ross? And uh, also, thank you for being here. Um, where can the people find you? Uh, y'all can find me on Yo Where the Captions at, as usual, every Friday. But um, like always, Xbox, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Roscoe Tinkoya. Okay, That's yeah. where you find me at. Uh, you and I actually need to do some gaming together. Oh, yes. We do got to just hit this Borderlands and help you finish that game. Uh, yes. So, uh, for me, it's going to be Eve Ewing. Oh. Not, no, no relation to Al Ewing, who's working on the uh, Immortal Hulk right now. Uh, or she, Eve the Rapper. Or Eve the Rapper. She actually is an author, a poet, um, visual artist. And um, so she has two books. One that's really worth checking out. The other one I haven't read, so I can't really vouch for. But uh, Ghost in the Schoolyard, Racism and School Closings on Chicago's uh, South Side is just so good. The other one is Electric Arches. Um, she's been doing all this amazing stuff. She's pushing herself forward and causing these young people of color and just young people in general to go out there and be creative. She worked on Ironheart. She wrote it, the Ironheart series. Mm -hmm. And she is covering, um, she's going to be writing the new series from Marvel, uh, what is it, Outlawed, where basically anyone under the age of 21 is not allowed like to be a Miles superhero. And yeah. And so she's writing the Champions oh. team fighting against that. Uh, she's amazing. She's Check out some of her art. Check out what she's done. Please, please read her books. Um, I can't wait to see what she does. I'm excited for what this new series is going to hold for her. And, um, yeah, it's exciting to see what happens moving forward. As far as where you can find me, um, you can find me on Facebook, Daniel Rojas. Instagram, Blue Morpho, one word where the O's are zeros. And if you can't find me in those places, close your eyes. Say my name. Look in the closet. I'm not there because I'm behind you. You candy man? Uh, anything I want to plug today, uh, not especially other than, uh, 
keep pushing yourself, even if, you know, society or people keep around you are uh, telling you that you can't do things because of whatever fucking reason. Don't take those reasons. They are dumb. And uh, you'd be even dumber for listening to them. Today, we're going to leave you with The Used Rag by The Short Term. They're a local band. They're fantastic. Kelsey and I actually just saw them a couple weekends ago. Oh, were we? Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barcade. Shout out to the Barcade. If you ever want to oh see me God. do stand-up comedy or spit some random freestyles, Thursday night is open mic night. If you're a grown person, 20, 21 and up, definitely come out there and check that Charlotte out. usually hosts that, and actually yes. her, her music's been featured on here, here as well. We're going to have some more. If you or anyone else you know would like to have your music featured on the show, email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. You're beautiful, and I can't get you out of my mind, especially when I'm all alone. We will see you next time, and remember, there can only be one chum bucket. And just remember, guys, it's in a book. Take a look. And if you don't have a captain to be your hook, you can always be an escapee and fly off to Never Never Land with yours truly. Stay on candy, y'all. Love is just a word that's used to gauge reaction Well, hate is just a word that's used for gaining traction Now, tell me what a man's got to do to gain one over you It's same is just a word that serves its guys, its victims this good shit feels good, fix it all That's you always inching You'll call your shots and you'll come out Someday I'll find me something I could choose They'll play upon our hopes and fears With nothing left to lose Expectations are nothing more than mutual abuse They'll call you for a favor when you're hanging from the gallows Cut their moose This is all that's virtually untaken I see what is all, what do they want, it's painted Misfortune's always coming through So nothing ever comes out of the blue They'll praise you for your mistress Just to keep them going They'll raise you just for wise enough When you see the floor is blowing They'll ostracize you to all accepts That sympathize with what you're going through They'll break upon our hopes and fears With nothing left to lose Expectations are nothing more than mutual abuse They'll call you for a baby And your head from the gallows Cut them loose They'll play upon our hopes and fears With nothing left to lose Expectations are nothing more than mutual abuse They'll call you for a baby When your head from the gallows Cut them loose